On this episode of Survivor Angels, we're going to Ireland. We're going to talk to an angel talker. Don't know what one is? Well, stay tuned and you'll find out on Survivor Angels. Let's go to Ireland. It's time for Survivor Angels, an approach to strengthen trauma survivors. Here, you can escape what draws negativity and engage your positive abilities and the gifts that you've always had. Let's activate your angels. And to help you on that journey, here's Chaplain Jody. Today, I have a very special guest with me from Killarney, Ireland. Welcome, Anthony Joseph Kerrigan. Hi, Jody. Thank you for having me on the podcast there. It's much appreciated there. Hello, everyone. <laughs> you are an angel talker. Can you please explain for those who are listening, what is an angel talker? So, um, first of all, I suppose it's to do with the paranormal. Uh, it goes back to, I suppose, when I had an accident years ago there on a motorbike there. Um, I had a near-death experience, uh, an NDE, as people call it, too. And I had a vision of where I used to live in England. Now, I'm living in Ireland currently there, but I had a vision of being back in the kitchen in the house where I used to live. And I could hear my uh, my gra- grandmother, my nana, calling me there um, to come back. Now, she was in hospital at the time in Ireland, but it was unusual to hear her words talking to me there. And I suppose it was her words, because she had a stroke and a number of years ago. So um, she was half in and half out. When she was at hospital as well, she wasn't fully um, uh, conscious as well. But um, I, those words that came through to me, it was a type, it was like an angelic kind of talk. And it was kind of like, as I would refer as well, as spirit guides. I call these angels as well, like spirit guides using the paranormal and we call upon these uh spirit guides uh when we're doing investigations and um, but prior to investigations we call upon them as well so going back to where my nan was it got me in uh inquisitive about the paranormal i had a would-be career and as soon as i hit my early 30s i thought of giving up my rugby career and concentrating on the paranormal full-time. So that's when it came into spirit guides. I had the NDE, the near-death experience, and I suppose I was more in tune to what was going on. Now, in the paranormal field, I set up a, a team called Ghost Era, and we've been around since 2009. And in the first few years, we are doing all the technical side and all that. But then we started venturing into trying to make uh, better ways of communication and we do use the talking board, which is the Ouija board, and we do use it uh, prior to investigations a few weeks beforehand. But this is where we connect in with our spirit guides and ask them for information about the, uh, the location we have ahead of us and ask them for them to connect with whatever spirits they are, uh, whether it's time or distance, trying to connect with them and see uh, what questions we can ask or what kind of instruments we can use to try and get the scientific process of getting evidence. Um, in the last few years, we've been uh, using, uh, going into a knocking kind of magic, which is, uh, you know, yourself, uh, the angel Enoch there, 
and trying to use the alphabet to try and communicate or uh, cross over or trying to actually try and experiment to see if we can get communication with the other world, the angels, instead of what possibly is common in the paranormal community is that there's a lot of demons around. We, we're trying to communicate. Why can't we communicate with angels instead? No. Interesting stuff. I I do, uh, just that little bit that you said right there. Now I have so many questions. So I know. I'm and, sorry. And <laughs> I've opened up a no, lot. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great because it gives us lots to talk about. Um, yeah. So I just kind of sort this out so we stay in some sort of kind of order. So let me go mm. to this point first. Um, you mentioned the spirit guides and angels sort of being mm. one in the same. And I, and I think to a certain point that's true. And a lot of people feel the same way. Mm. I see the angels a little bit different. And maybe, maybe that's because I'm an ordained pastor. And sure. so I, you know, I've kind of stuck with, with that traditional mm. spiritual background, even though I am way more open to so many new things from what I used to be. I see the angel piece more as the angels were never human, where the spirit guides probably were. Mm. How does that sit with you? Uh, yeah, like that way, we're still trying to, I agree with you as well there, I don't know, to be honest there, you know, is there a higher uh, rank or higher power there that, that more uh, associated with the ethical, like the, the other dimension, more than what our spirit guides or people that have lived past on this earth. Um, yeah, I'm still open to it and still trying to, I'm always learning. I'm trying to find out more, like to see if that is the case, you know. Um, I, I suppose myself said, you know, what is an angel? I, I, I myself there, like I suppose it's all to do with living in this planet, this domain, or used to be people living on this plane. And I suppose whether they live on another plane, I suppose it's just two different planes and we're trying to connect in with that, you know. Um, but I suppose it's yeah it's hard to define the difference between a spirit guide and an angel or a demon as well you know it depends what people's views are and i suppose religious beliefs or faiths are and but um yeah we try to use it as an advantage and trying to see what ways we can communicate with spirit guides or angels to see if we can get evidence in the science field as well um if any bit of that helps towards the science field there uh, uh i hope it does you know right have, have you ever seen an angel i mean people see them uh, in all different kinds of ways have, have you seen hmm. actually seen the hint of an angel being in your presence um see seen i suppose it's it's hard to know probably i don't know what an angel is i suppose it's going back to what popular culture is i you know or, or religious values are um it's supposed similar to what a ghost is. Is a ghost is something that we is it to do with Charles Dickens and Shakespeare, how they portray the ghost, a luminous figure, or is a ghost is something like we see in our dreams, in our in our in our near death experiences. Is that what a ghost is? What we envisage through our our psychology there, you know, our psyche. So um, people want it on instruments. People feel it in psychology there, like in our psychologically side. So it's, I, I don't know what a ghost is at the moment. Um, 
I don't know what so I don't know what angel is at the moment there. So I haven't seen one. Yeah, personally myself that I know of. That I know of. And of course, there's so much new age stuff, if you will, written out there about mm. well, this is this is what a spirit is, and this is what an angel is, and this is what they look like. Mm. But I and I think there again, if anybody was ever to figure it out, you know, concretely that mm. it would look different for everybody don't you think true i do yeah there's like that sort of confusion as well uh between like you say people say like uh elementals and fairies there's there's trying to that kind of justification is trying to watch an elemental compared to a, a fairy there uh i was doing that recently we looking at it there and i think the only thing that fairies are more uh frequent than elementals is because fairies are more believed so in our psyche, uh, in our psyche, there we that whatever if we all believe in it, it's going to appear or suggest to appear, you know. Um, so elementals less likely because it's not talked about as much there. So you don't see it much elementals around apparently there, you know. Uh, depends where you are. Could be more <laughs> elementals than those. I suppose it's just on the the belief structure as well, you know. So uh, yeah, it's it's. It's something that is still yeah, everyone's putting things into kind of categories, and I think that's a lot happening these days as well. You know, we was talking to the wife just the other day about, as we were just talking to you just before, and Jody about if we've got the far left and the far right, and we're trying to, everyone's putting people into categories like you know, men are this, women are that, and all that. You know, everyone's a personal uh, individual. Then it's good and bad in everyone. You know, every race, every nationality, every county state you know you know it's 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 there's good and bad in everyone it's just how we individually be assessed in our own lives you know it's you know you've been investigating a good while this investigation is nothing new to you at all how personally for yourself have you seen it evolve as far as you being able to tune in more to the spirits, the spirit guides, angels, you know, however you want to, you know, categorize any of this supernatural paranormal um, entity that you might encounter. So, so, um, so you're just saying how how's it how's it evolved in the years? How's it changed? Right. For, for you, that you know, the more yeah. you sort of get accustomed mm. to it, or or don't you get accustomed to it? Yeah, that's the two good things there. You know, I like we're in an investigation. Like my partner, my wife Jennifer, like she comes on the investigations with me there, and she helps me run in the investigations and uh, helps me out on various stuff like setting up equipment. I do the baseline tests then at the location, or uh, run around the place taking photographs. She does that as well, and there's other team members that do that. On a recent investigation, I wasn't able to do that there because we were down to it. Only a couple of us investigating. We had a few new members, so I was left doing all the work, which meant that I couldn't relax and tune in. So it depends what kind of location you go to and how many team members for me to tune in. So it could be something like that because it's something just simple like that, you know. But in recent years, I suppose it's got more, since we've been more evolved as a group and we're more settled as a group, um, we, I've been able to tune in a lot more and expand ways of trying to communicate, trying to use my own, um, uh, my own, uh, my own way of uh, channeling, 
transmediumship to try and connect with more spirits there and it seems to get in a lot more uh concrete and evidence now i don't know whether it's because i'm getting wiser and wiser to the history going to a location because I, I might know a bit of the history or why wiser to the, the the surroundings what happens in the surroundings or maybe it's just to do with that i am tuning into my spirit guides and actually having the positive um belief in connecting with them as well you know so i i do believe I, there was one investigation where i did have uh unusual um uh, experience that i did feel it came up on the talking board the ouija board during the investigation the words in you i will live and i took no notice of that there you know we just went about uh our normal being so we go oh okay this is unusual from spirit to talk talk like this so we were in the theater and we did a seance and then about halfway through the seance i was like in the type of nirvana kind of everything was free from a mind i had no no worries or anything um bad in my mind but then i felt a spirit come through me and i felt lost control of my body um but i could feel my vocals change and the voice coming through my vocals and you know some people would would be terrified this would happen i could have turned one way and say i was possessed or i could turn one way and say it was medium channel it we're just using me as a vessel and i just start learning instead of having fear towards it you know um so since then i was able to do transmediumship and sort of letting the spirits come forward uh, improving my breathing techniques clearing my mind um invocations to try and let the spirits come through there I like a type of warming up exercises you would use, I suppose, in, in sport, you know. You know, so it's those types of little things there, and I felt more one with what was around me there, and I seemed to be getting more hits and results with tuning into my spirit guides and calling out for them in my own way. So what I hear you saying, I hate that phrase. So many people use that. It's It's just, it's like a a mental thing what i hear you saying but what i hear <laughs> you saying yes, <laughs> is is that you have through your spirit guides angels that yeah. you have learned to control your fear better when you mm. go into some of these situations where all of a sudden it really is a complete unknown mm. true yeah it's, it's faith there and like I know, I suppose people say things about the light. You know, I remember that experience. Going back to that fear, to that sounds. Um, all I had in the vision was my son, my newborn baby son. That brought me back around again. I had that in my back of my mind, and also my wife had UV lights, which was she shone it on me, and then suddenly I didn't know, but the light came into me because I had my eyes closed because I was con uh, concentrating, and it seemed to go away there. Now it's it's interesting, like as you mentioned, the light, the white light there, and speed, and um, that's how we measure distance uh, in light, you know, as in light years and all that, you know. So whether, like we're exploring, whether light uh, speeds up how a spirit goes away from us, as in when we send a spirit to the light, uh, or how darkness, how they come in more because it slows down the more present spirit so it's an interesting kind of um thing it's just uh, it's just unusual but yeah it felt it felt unusual at the time but i didn't have the fear i felt right we'll stop it but we'll 
I'll try and train myself in towards it there, you know. And uh, it's worked out perfectly with, with, with respect to whatever's around me there. Right. Um, through the course of all of this, occasionally you have brought out the, the darker side. Um, there are the dark entities. There are the dark angels. Uh, how often do you encounter those, do you feel like? Um, I suppose I, I don't personally encounter anything dark energies at the moment or at all. Like, you know, um, I suppose it's how I perceive, how I sense what is dark and what is light, you know. Um, I suppose the, the key, I don't know, to be honest, that's probably to do with my spirit guides. And if it's angels, I won't ever, ever come to that there that I see dark energies. It, it's not saying that there isn't out there. I haven't experienced it yet, you know. So it's whether I maybe it's too because I'm too focused on having positive results from uh, communicating with spirit guides or angels there, instead of having bad results there. Uh, we call ourselves with Ghost Air, the team that I'm with, like like spirit counselors. So we do like there might be spirits that have lived on our plane that have been uh, not necessarily demons there, but I've lived on a, a plane that may have caused, uh, may have caused some um, tragedy to occur, like they've created murder or they've hurt people there, you know. Um, but we try and see what was in their psyche, the reason why they did it. We try and see if there's any way of trying to solve it. We're not quick to judge. Uh, we're trying to get the history first part. Why did people do this thing? Why why was it there, you know? And I suppose coming to demons and all that, I haven't come across that now at the moment now. I've been involved in an exorcism in the past. And I think, yeah, so I was, this was when we first started there. And I think the simple thing with the exorcism was just to talk to the owners. They weren't revealing too much of what they were doing. And it came down at the end of the day that the spirits that were there, who we were trying to uh, vanquish, try to put away, were actually normal spirits. And it wasn't working, the exorcism. For some reason, we felt it was not working. The spirits are still there. But it was to do with the owners there. You know, they were too uh, intoxicated with uh, drink and drugs that, that, it, that if they didn't tell us this, but they were seeing stuff and they were more in tune to seeing that stuff there. So at the end of the day, they didn't tell us at the beginning. And after a few weeks after doing it, yeah, we managed to just one little simple talk. We managed to finish it off. And when we came back and on the last night, Dan did uh, a healing sort of ceremony, ceremony in one of the rooms. They could feel the energy just lighten and, and, and be released again. The spirits were flying again there, you know. So I, I don't know. Personally, my, myself there, I don't think I have the right to do any sort of thing like that. And that was the first and last exorcism I've done, and I won't be doing any of that in the future there. You know, it's I, I'm not there to judge anyone there, you know. So it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. Very interesting. Yeah. And, mm. I, and I think maybe that um, the fact that you haven't really experienced maybe anything dark could possibly be because I think it sounds like you have a whole lot of angel positive spirit protection, mm. you know, running with yeah, you when, when you're on the investigations. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's not to say that there is the, out there, and people do experience it when you're looking back at stuff there, you know. So <clears throat> I'm not saying if there's going to be if there's going to be angels, there's bound to be demons as well, you know. Um, there's going to be good people that lived on this plane, and there's going to be bad people that lived on this plane, you know. And uh, it's probably just because of the focus with myself at the moment with what I'm doing and my spirit guides, the trust in them, you know, that I uh, that spirit guides cross angels there that probably that's why i don't experience it there you know and if i did anyway god forbid them there because my life is chaotic <laughs> if they start following me or being attracted to me or following me home good luck to them you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well even even though we're recording this podcast and people will yeah. listen to it after the fact and everything um yeah. ghost air and you you have a really important event coming up the day of the unexplained can you tell our listeners about that when i heard about that it's like okay i wish this was happening in the states because i would love to go to this oh yeah so it's called the day of the unexplained so it's 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 not to do with ghost air or or anything it's, it's for the whole of ireland and for nationwide uh, and worldwide there's a group coming from america as well but it's it's to do with just focusing on the paranormal uh 14 uh ufology there uh dark tourism uh so it's it's a one-day event uh it's happening in new ross county wexford in ireland and we have some great speakers eight speakers in all um we have dr kieran o'keefe who's on most haunted people know him probably in america there as well um He's also recently been in the Batsy uh, Poltergeist uh, Theatre um, kind of play. He's also on, on BBC uh, Radio with uh, Show Uncanny. Also, uh, Steve Parsons as well. He was in Most Haunted as well. Uh, he's coming to talk about equipment. He's a member of the Ghost Club and, uh, and the Society of Cycle Research. So he's also coming. Uh, we also have Dr. Eamon Ansborough, who's been working on UFOs uh uaps there as well so he's coming along and he's got an interesting topic and this is about like he's been researching on ufos for a good number of decades now and he's come to sort of a little bit of hint of what he's talking about is the uaps that are happening around the world and then at their appearing at different times and he was able to calculate these times when these events of these uaps being spotted and he believes that there is a higher power or another uh, uh, another entity that has been around before us that's up in the skies there, you know. So this is sort of similar to what I, I've got in my own thoughts there, you know, is that if there is an, any, something that we can't perceive in our own senses at the moment, but they're very close by, you know, not that far away there. I wouldn't be surprised, that, you know, just a few kilometres up above us there, you know. Um, that they come and touch base with us there or connect in there. But um, we also have Eleanor B. Scott there, and um, she's from Ireland there. She'll be talking about the occult. She knows uh, she's trained in um, Roman various languages. And we also have uh, Ashley Dartwood, uh, medium, uh, also Warren Coates, who runs one of the oldest paranormal teams in Ireland, Nipra. And also we have uh, Gillian O'Brien, who uh, has been worked at Kilmaine in Jones, Spike Island there. Uh, she's into dark tourism, so she'll be talking about the suffering in Ireland and why people are attracted to it. And we also have uh, Dr. Carl Cooper, who's been on Paranormal Capture, the TV series as well. 
Um, so he'd be talking about after death communication uh, experiences there. So that would be interesting there. Um, I think I've got everyone there. I hope I've got everyone <laughs> there. But yeah, that's one on the 18th of February there. And um, if uh, if you know people are watching this there, which I will share on this page, there, the Ghost Area page, then people are more than welcome to come. How many years have you been doing the Day of the Unexplained? Because this isn't your first year, is it? This is the first year, yeah. So um, I, I know America there, they have a, a good number of conventions there, but in the paranormal field, the last probably, there's been a um, few things that have been happening in Ireland in recent years, like conventions, but nobody, um, Steve Parsons himself, one of the speakers, was at, uh, did a, a talk, Ghostology, there in Wexford. That was about six years ago there. Um, but in Ireland, probably about 11, 12, 13 years ago was the last big uh, paranormal convention there. We had the list of good number of speakers there. So it's been a long time happening, that happened in Ireland, you know. So it's due, due one and hopefully another one in, in the future. Uh, we probably hope to plan for another one in another three years' time there, but we'll have to see, you know, you know if everyone turns up. <laughs> this one, <laughs> they bought the tickets. <laughs> if if I didn't have to fly so far, I would I would be there because you have some very interesting speakers with very interesting topics. So for all of our listeners who are listening to us on this podcast, um, take note of that. And um, Anthony will keep me apprised if there will be one next year, and I can put it out as well um, because you do another one. I would, I would love to come over. I just kind of found out about it at the last minute, and it's like, oh well, nope, that's not going to work in my in my timeline here. But um, yes, that it sounds like you are it'd be great. It'd be great to have you as a speaker as well, there, Jody. I know it's I know it's a bit too late there, but in the future, it'd be great to have your experiences as well. You know. And share and share your thoughts and all that. You know, it'd be great to have you on that as well. On I, the panel I would be honored, honored to come. I I love the Irish people. Um, I believe there are Celtic angels, and I'm going to do another show on Celtic angels here very soon. I did sort of an introduction to it, a part one, after we got back from Ireland, and so I have another one coming up because uh, my I I have no Irish in me. My husband is part Irish. I don't know. My heart's in Ireland. Oh, you do. There's a lot, lot of better. I come St. Patrick's Day, everyone's Irish there. So, but you know, you know, if you love this country, there is, uh, and I love America as well. You know, everyone has a bit of, uh, you know, American in them as well. You know, so you know, it's it's great. You know, it's as it is. Like the world is, you know, it's you know, it's a wonderful world if we learn just to cope with whatever you know differences we have there and try and reason with everyone there. You know, it's it'd be amazing. Like, Amen to that. Well, this is this has been a great conversation, Anthony, and I know that we will talk again. Um, and if and if something comes up, just let me know, and and we'll we'll get it going here. We'll connect, and we'll we'll get it on a podcast. But I wish you all the best with best with the day of the unexplained, and with all of your investigations and everything. And uh, give my love to Ireland. Go, Margaret, and thank you. Thank you, Jody, there. And as, as, as see you again, and hope to have you on my show as well there in the future. I'm taking the year out this year, but next year I'll be doing the show together as well. I'd love to have you on as well, Jody. Thank you, everyone. I would love to do that. Thanks, Anthony. Bye now. Bye, everyone. Bye, Jody. Thanks again for joining Chaplain Jody on Survivor Angels. For more information, go to chaplainjody.me. That's chaplainjody.me. And on Facebook, 
at Survivor Angels Chaplain Jody. Sound effects for the show created by Andre Opate and provided by Pixbay. This is Dave Schrader. Until next time, sending you off to activate your angels.